The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big. Win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. The offseason is in full effect. We got lists left and right. We're going to be defending or maybe shitting on Jalen Hurts a la Chris Sims. A lot to get to even, and we're going to hit on a couple of future bets as well. A lot, lot of action, even in the offseason. It never ends. Justin, Let's get to you. We'll kick things off. Chris Sims, who famously in 2021 did not list Jalen Hurts on his top 40 quarterback list, which included uh, such notable names as uh, Kellen Mond uh, made it above him. Tyrod Taylor, uh, you know, Case Keenum, a lot of Trey Lance. A lot of these guys barely even played Daniel Jones, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And yet now in 2022, he has now ranked Jalen Hurts at 25th in the NFL on his quarterback list. Justin, we'll start here. Where do you have Jalen Hurts on your quarterback list? Yeah, I thought it was interesting that he only had him at 25 because I thought, you know, at worst, you know, Jalen might be, you know, 20-ish. So I actually looked through, kind of put together my own list, and I would put him at 17 overall. I mean, obviously, we'd move him around a little bit, but I think 25 is much too low, and I think it's hard to argue that he shouldn't be in the top 20, even if you put him at 20th overall. I had him at 17th. I have actually him below Kyler Murray at 16th, and then I'm just above Baker Mayfield at 18. I'm higher on Mayfield than a lot of people, but I I think you got to put Hurts above all those guys from that last year's rookie class. Um, You know, like Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, uh, Fields even. And I know Davis Mills had a good year last year, but I think, you know, just with the production of Hurts overall, I think there's no reason you shouldn't put him at 20th. I understand guys are looking at future potential. That's why you might put Wilson above him, but I I don't, I don't agree with that. So I I'd put him at 17. That's where I had him. Um, and at, at this point with where Sims has put him the last two years, I mean, I don't, I like Sims a lot, but this list doesn't make sense as an Eagles fan overall. Um, I know people, you know, talk about his arm strength and things like that, but just even his production last year, I think you got to put him at the middle of the pack at minimum. 25th is insane. And and for reference, Daniel Jones, 21st, Zach Wilson, 22nd, Fields, 23, Trevor Lawrence, 24. And then after him, Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, Tua, 
which I love his hate for two. I think he's uh, spot <laughs> on there. Jared Goff, a 30th. Trey Lance, who uh, barely played. Uh, Sam Darnold, 32nd. Geno Smith, who may beat out Drew Locke <laughs> for the starting job. Tyler Huntley, Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor. I don't know. And Gardner Minshew at 37. I don't know how you can have Tyrod Taylor behind Daniel Jones. I mean, that, that to me is crazy. And going back to his 2021 list, some notable uh, great calls by, uh, by uh, Chris Sims here, Cam Newton, 20th, horrible, uh, horrible prediction there. Sam Darnold, 19 complete disaster there. Carson Wentz, 18. I mean, I guess Wentz at least had a statistically good season, but completely unraveled uh, there. He had Baker at 13, which we saw how that ended for him. Rob, where are you at? And I almost have to say congrats to Chris Sims because back-to-back years, he's gone viral in the Philadelphia media market, just off his placement of Jalen hurts. But Rob, where do you, where do you have Jalen hurts in your top 40 quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, first of all, there's some genius to what he's doing because I mean, look, guys like us are sitting here now talking about it, giving him publicity. So, um, you know, maybe he's the smart one in the room, but I mean, one, I'll give him credit. He did admit he was wrong on Jalen hurts last year. I I think that's, you know, he did state that he had him too low. Um, You know, this year I took a look at this and and I think his rankings are a little bit inconsistent. Um, You know, it seems like at times he's trying to rank the body of work for the player. um, But then there's clearly players where he's, you know, ranking potential. I mean, these Mm -hmm. guys that we just talked about that are ahead of him, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones. I mean, there's no way that you can say they have a better body of work than Jalen Hurts thus far. You can certainly say they have the potential to be better. They certainly, you know, most of them have better arm talent. They probably have a higher ceiling, at least from a passing perspective. Um, but but certainly body of work. I mean, Hertz did get us to the playoffs last year. Now, he, you know, he did not play well in the playoffs. It was a bad passing performance. Um, you know, maybe the ankle impacted that, but it, it just all around was not a good game. Um, so, you know, I, I think we need to be consistent. Are we ranking the body of work or are we ranking the potential? Um, you know, if you're ranking the body of work, I think you have to put him... Uh, I'm going to say 19 and I would, I would jump him ahead of, you know, these guys, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones. And I would also jump him ahead of Wentz, who I assume is still coming on this, Um, you know, Wentz or maybe Wentz is not in the top 40. What, what is crazier putting Wentz in the top or putting, not putting him (laughs) in the top 40. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that, honestly, but I guess I'm assuming he's still coming, but maybe I shouldn't assume that after how he finished last year. Um, but, uh, but I think I could, you know, put Hertz at 19 and I want to be clear when I put him there, I am a hundred percent factoring in his running ability, his leadership ability. He would not belong there as a passer. I mean, candidly, if you judge just passing all of a sudden you could argue he was right to leave him off the top 40, but I think you have to take in the whole body of work into an account. He didn't have good receivers last year. So let's see where he goes. I think 1920 is probably the sweet spot spot based on body of work. But again, we talked about this previously in last year. If you're asking me the higher ceiling, then all of a sudden I do think these guys like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, not Daniel Jones, 
um, you know, I would have a head of Hertz then because I do think there is some arm talent there that I'm not convinced Hertz has. Taking a quick break to talk about win bet. That's right. Oh man, so many opportunities to get down on the Philadelphia Eagles. You can do it all over at win bet. Uh, again, you got to start off with the bet $50, get $200 in free bets. Great opportunity there. And if you're in a win bet casino state, hundred percent deposit bonus up to $1,000. Are you kidding me? They also have the build your own, a bet parlay. Perfect for the NBA. And the match is coming as well. You can get down on that over at win. So much to bet on over at WinBet. And all you got to do is download the WinBetting app or visit winbet.com to get started today. Offer subjects, change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state or play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And also Sleeper. That's right. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform. You probably already play uh, sleeper for your fantasy leagues. I know we use it for our dynasty league, but now you can get down on the player props. Perfect for the NBA finals or daily MLB action, a uh, parlay, the and uh, parlay, the uh, player props together. You can win as much as two X all the way up to 20 X. Very easy to get started. Just go to sleeper.com slash S G P that's sleeper.com slash S G P hundred percent deposit match up to $100. And you can join our squad bet with us or uh, fade us, whatever you want to do. Sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers, terms of use for details. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Yeah, so I, I get the critiques. And I, again, I've probably been a uh, on the uh, you know upside potential of Jalen Hurts. You know, I, I did get the rare breed untamed chain. But you look at his numbers last year, again, probably the most scientific way to break it down, QB play, QBR. And he's he's sitting there at 19, 48 and a half. I don't think it's crazy to think, it, you know, another year in Sirianni system, you add in A.J. Brown, you continue to have a great offensive line. I don't think it's that crazy for Jalen Hurts to go from 19 to 15. I, I, I don't think that's me being a homer saying Jalen Hurts going into the season. I expect him to be the 15th rated uh, quarterback. I, I think that's a very reasonable expectation. Where, Justin, where was your official? Uh, where, what number did you officially lock him in at? I locked him in at 17. I mean, for all the reasons we just pointed yeah. out, I mean, I, I put Kyler above him. I don't like Kyler that much, but I just think if we're looking at, as Rob pointed out, you know, a little bit more body of work, um, Kyler has the potential to clean up some of his stuff and maybe get a little bit higher on the list. So I don't know if Jalen's done enough, you know, um, especially primetime wise to earn a spot above him. But I, I think 17 is a decent spot. And I'm not against what Rob said, 19, 20 even, but to throw him 25, I, I think that's, you know, that's, that's a little rough, especially as we pointed out against those guys from last year's rookie class. So, so looking and again, QBR seems to be the simplest way to break this down. It also does include turnovers and factors in your rushing ability. So here are some of these guys, it, you know, ahead of him on the QBR list, from 2021 that I expect him to maybe have a better QBR from starting with Carson Wentz, who was ninth uh, in QBR last year. And I think a lot of that was the great indie scheme, their good offensive line, the people he had around him, the fact that you have Jonathan Taylor and they weren't asking that much. I don't think he's going to have such an easy path in Washington. So I think he's going to be able to beat him. 
Uh, another guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. First off, he might not be a starting quarterback this year. Who knows where he ends up? If he ends up in Carolina or Seattle, we'll see where he shakes out. But I don't, I, I don't think he's set up for a great season. The fact that 49ers are trying to load him, I, I think kind of speaks for itself. Tua at 49.7, just above him. I think he can beat two out this year. Although, you know, again, Tua has a, a really good situation. So those are just a couple of the names. And even I would go as far as um, Kirk Cousins. I think he may be able to beat out QBR. One, I think, you know, transitioning to a new coach, uh, it might not be great for their offense. So I, th- I think a couple of the names uh, for him to beat out, I think are pretty realistic. But Rob, wh- where do you have... Like what's what's Hertz's peak for 2022? Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I was literally just going to ask you that question. So, I mean, look, I, I think the peak, if if he can pick up the passing, keeps the running, obviously he has more weapons this year, is probably in the 15-ish range. I, I, I don't know that I see him cracking that top 10. Um, I think that would just be a monumentous leap. And, and I, I just... I don't know that he's passed the eye test for me yet um, that would suggest to me that he can get to that level. But I think if he can improve the passing, he is relatively smart with the football, so he doesn't commit a lot of mistakes. Um, I do think he could be about middle of the road, 15 quarterback. And, you know, look, you can win with guys that are about 15. They're not going to elevate you and they're not going to carry the team with mediocre players around them. But if you have a QB, I think that's, you know, in that 15 ish range, a good leader um, plays big in the moment, I, you know, you can win a lot of games and, and there's been teams that have won Super Bowls with worse QBs. So, you know, well, and, and, and Justin kind of just comparing hurts to the landscape. You mentioned Kyler Murray, not a huge fan. Kyler Murray's QBR last year was 57.3. That put him at seven. Now, would you yeah. be willing to, to bet that hurts? has a higher QBR than Kyler Murray this year? I think he has the potential to be. Um, It's certainly there, um, especially with the weapons. I mean, you add A.J. Brown into the mix with what we have. I I think it's – I'm kind of with Rob in saying that I think he could uh, top – uh, get into the top 15. I mean, and as Rob was just pointing out, you win a, you win a lot of games being there. I mean, look at Carr. He was ranked 14th in QBR last season. Burrow was 12th overall. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. I mean, he wasn't even top 10, was able to get him to the Super Bowl, unfortunately yeah. not win it. But I mean, that was with a horrible line as well. So uh, if you're able to do that, I mean, we could potentially, you know, have a decent playoff run with that. Yeah, and I look, I think we need to get Sean on the record. Um, you know, Sean, where do yes. you see the ceiling? Can he break the top 10? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think in a in a everything goes right kind of season, I think he could get as high as seven. I'm looking at last year, Kyler Murray was seven, Ryan Tannehill was eight, Carson Wentz was nine, Russell Wilson was 10 in QBR. So in QBR alone. Now, I, I don't know if he would you wouldn't maybe grade him as a top 10 quarterback, but I think seven is, I think the absolute ceiling. If he is somehow top five, I myself, even as a Hertz backer would be pretty shocked at that leap. But again, you know, this factors in rushing touchdowns and I get, I'm expecting the Eagles defense to put them in even better spots this year. And, you know, going back, we walked through that schedule, like their schedule is uh, by all accounts, just looking at it, like it, it's a very, I don't want to jinx it and say easy schedule, but I think there's a real, 
there's real opportunities for him to, to put up some points, to put up some yards and you throw in AJ Brown, AJ Brown. Why is Ryan Tannehill eighth in QBR last year? Was he a top 10 quarterback? Probably like if you just said, is Ryan Tannehill a top 10 quarterback last year? You guys, I mean, I feel like just instinctively I would say no, but then there he is sitting at eighth. And I think, you know, a guy like AJ Brown can make a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill and like Jalen Hurts look a lot better. I think he can. I think the a little bit of the the difficulty I'm having in putting him in top ten potentially though is you know he he was able to get in you know get his a lot of his yards um, you know in garbage time as people point out. I mean and that got him sure. to 19 last season. I don't know if we're gonna have those blowout games again. Uh, I hope we don't. Uh, to be completely honest. And if you're looking at closer games, I I don't know if he's able to put it together as consistently in order to, you know, crack into the top 10 there. That would just be a a little bit of my reasons against not putting him in the top 10 and saying, you know, top 15 might be, be there, but I don't know. I don't know if I could say seven, as you're saying, Sean. I think one thing Hertz is really going to have to show this year is the ability to find the open guy. Right. I mean, it's hard to believe on most plays that between AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, Goddard, you know, Quez Watkins in the slot, even Sanders coming out of the backfield, that one of those guys isn't going to be open. And, you know, at, at times Hertz may not have to make that tough of throws. I mean, certainly there's going to be tough throws he has to make, but some of it might just be finding the open guy. And what does concern me a little bit is, You know, a lot of times last year you would see, and after the fact, and I know it's easy to criticize after the fact, but you would see that on a lot of plays there were open guys. There was Devontae Smith open or maybe someone else, and they weren't necessarily found. And maybe that was because of a rush. You know, there could be a million factors why that's the case. But we need him to, coming into this year too, he's going to know the system better. His first time in the same system, uh, you know, in a long time, dating back, I think, to college. Yeah, crazy. Um, so we need him to go through those progressions and find that open guy this year if he's going to be able to make that kind of leap. Yeah, so here's the thing. I, I think if you look at Jalen Hurts, we all know his limitations as a passer. Now, are, do you think it's more physical or do you think it's more like mental processing? To your point, Rob, like finding the open guy. I lean to thinking that it's more that second thing, the you know, mental, uh, you know, getting rid of it quickly, uh, you know, making quick reads, knowing the offense and that kind of stuff. So I think I'm optimistic that another year in the system, another year of a guy who does put in the work, does the film study. I think that's why I'm high on him improving. But if, if you, if you're one of those people that just thinks he doesn't have it physically, I could see why you would be out on Jalen hurts, but it, over to you, Justin, if you had to pick what is limiting hurts more as a passer, his processing slash mental stuff, or his just pure physical ability. I guess I would argue the mental side of things. I mean, if you look at some of those plays last season, especially in the Tampa Bay game, where he was getting a little more frustrated and felt bogged down. I mean, he ran into, you know, the the defensive line on some plays wasn't able to scramble away. He ran into pressure essentially and forced himself to throw some unnecessary passes at times. Now, do I think he has, you know, the best mechanics in the world? No, I don't think so by any means. Do I think he can make, you know, 
average to slightly above average passes. Absolutely. I think he has that. I don't think he's ever going to have the arm talent of, of Carson Wentz. I mean, that's the reason he gets high on lists um, is the fact that, you know, he can make those unbelievable plays at times. And those are the things that, you know, XQBs, you know, look at and continue to say like, Hey, this guy could make it in the league, but he just seems to get in bad situations for himself. I think though for Hertz, uh, I think it's more mental than anything going through those progressions. as, As you pointed out, and as Rob was saying, you know, being able to go through those progressions are key and he doesn't seem to do that all the time. But the great thing for him this season is, you know, he might not even have to go through the full progression book with the talent that we have on offense. So maybe it's just the first read thrown to the guy that's open immediately and he's able to get things going. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I think, Sean, just to chime in, you asked the question that you can't really separate the two. So true. You know, there are QBs in the NFL, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers that have such good arms that they can get away sometimes making the late throw or, you know, just firing it in here. I don't think Hertz is one of those guys. I'm not saying his arm is too weak to play in the NFL or anything like that, but I don't think he has that elite arm talent where one, he's just, you know, throwing the ball wherever he wants on a dime or two, he can just rifle it in there on a split second notice. So because of that, I think he needs to be able to play with more anticipation. He can't be the split second late. He needs to anticipate where those receivers are going to be, go through the progressions and then make the throws. And I think he can make the throws, but he just needs to make them on time. I don't think he has that elite arm that in all fairness, only a couple guys have in the league that lets you kind of get away with just firing it in there, so to speak. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm kind of on your page where it's like, he, he may not have that elite arm talent. So he almost has to make up for it with some like higher than average decision making anticipation. And we just haven't seen that. I, I think that's something that you can kind of grow into. And I wouldn't be shocked if again, that's why I'm high on the upside of him next year, because I do think, um, I, I do think that's something you can grow on. I will say though, he, he does. I think he does understand his limitations right now. And that's why you do see him be so successful at taking care of the ball. Yeah. Like he doesn't force things, which is, which is a good trait to have overall, but there, there needs to be a little bit more of a give and take or, or better mentality, especially when it comes to crunch time of, Hey, I gotta make, I gotta force this or let my arm, you know, do the work for me here and take some chances that maybe I wouldn't necessarily do in other situations during the game. You know what? Something I, 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 I picked up real quick uh, with Hertz is he, he, he seemed to get some confidence after he would make a couple plays with his legs. Now I, I think at times Sirianni did a good job of like, Hey, you know, early on in the game, let's just do one design run. I, and you know, you maybe get like seven easy yards. It seemed to like give him some momentum and some confidence and looking back and rewatching the film of that Tampa Bay game. I do think, no, he got surgery on that ankle right after it. Again, if his ankle wasn't injured, does he ball out and they win the game? No. Um, But I do think his inability to be as mobile in the pocket as he normally was, or, scramble to his normal ability. I do think hurt him in that game. Cause I do think it's, it's kind of a big part of his repertoire. Yeah. And it's interesting. Cause I do think, you know, obviously Hertz gets credit for his runs, but I actually think people undervalue his running ability. Um, you know, he Absolutely. may not, he may not be like Mike Vick out there or, you know, some of the, 
you know, even Lamar Jackson, but his effectiveness as a runner, I think is really, really high. He's really tough to bring down. He sees the field well when he runs. So, uh, you know, I do think if anything, it's undervalued how effective that running ability is on the field. Yeah. You know, uh, our noted Hertz hater in our, uh, in our uh, group uh, chat here, one of the things he'll point out is like, Hey, when is the last time, uh, you know, a running quarterback has been super successful. Now, again, I'm not comparing Jalen hurts to Josh Allen, but I do think when they went out of their way, Buffalo to throw in some design runs, you saw how well that offense did. Now, again, it's, it's comparing apples to oranges, but I do think Josh Allen's running ability, how big he is, how mobile he is and the design run stuff that they were doing, especially later on the year gave them a a crazy added element. So I, I do think there's a world where a running quarterback can succeed and I do think he's smart enough uh, with his frame and stuff to avoid taking massive hits. He's, he's not like Michael Vick who just would, you know, get destroyed uh, and, and didn't really ever figure out how to slide. So I, I do think there's a world where a rushing quarterback or a quarterback with a good rushing ability can be successful in the league. Right, Justin? See you now. Absolutely, Sean. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with you. <laughs> and this and this hurts hater, who is also, for some reason, a, a Daniel Jones apologist. Uh, chal- I, I threw down the gauntlet because all he does is talk shit on Jalen Hurts. And again, I don't think me saying 15th quarterback overall, as far as my prediction for him in the league, is an insane homer take. Do I have insane homer takes? Yes. But I don't think that's one of them. Uh, we threw out a bet, Jalen Hurts versus Daniel Jones, who will have a higher QBR. I presented this to Ryan uh, Kramer, uh, who is a huge Giants fan, and he, he thought it was insane that I was getting even money on this bet. Justin, where are you at? Uh, Jalen hurts, Daniel Jones. I mean, come on, this is insane. Uh, this is a no brainer. I mean, if you just look at, I was, I forget, I, I got to look up the stats, but just looking at their body of work, I mean, Jalen had more yards than Daniel Jones had in a season last season compared to any season that Daniel has had in his entire year like uh, in his entire career, which isn't a long career, but I'm just saying, I think Jalen threw for over 3,100 yards last season. I think Daniel Jones best season was 2019 and it was like 3,050. I'm not sure if that's hundred percent correct. I'm pulling that out of my head right now, but I, I mean, just, just thinking about that and the fact that Daniel just seems to get worse and worse as his confidence, you know, continues to go, <laughs> go down. So uh, why would you ever think that he's going to get better, especially playing with the giants. And now you look at Jalen had, had a, a really good, you know, second season. I mean, it's yeah. full season starting, well, why shouldn't he get better this season? Uh, I would think he would. I, I know I'm an Eagles fan, obviously, but just looking at it from the outside, looking in, I would think that other people would think the same, especially when you add AJ Brown into the mix. Now, Daniel, what does he have to show for it? I mean, he's got a new coach. I know Dayball's there, and I like Dayball, but I, I don't know. It, it they didn't even, you know, pick up his fifth year option. So, no. what does that say for even the Giants believing in Daniel? So horrible bet on uh, our friends, <laughs> our friends take. I think it's a great bet on your part, Sean. I look forward Thank to you. seeing the season. I'm a hero. I mean, Rob, what what's the case that Daniel Jones beats out Hertz in QBR? I, I mean, the, if you're picking Jones, the only thing you're hoping for 
is that the, you know, the prior coaching Dable staff, offense, yeah, yeah. yeah, that Dable offense can just, you know, tap in a fraction of what he was able to do with Josh Allen. And I don't think the talent is comparable between the two, but you just assume that he can get a little more out of them and maybe make him into a decent quarterback. You know, we'll see, you know, I think the flaw with that is, uh, the Giants still just don't have as much talent on offense as the Eagles. So I, I still think Hertz is in a much better situation coming into year two in the system, new weapons. Um, so I, I still think that favors Hertz, even in the best case scenario. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like the Eagles offensive line is so much better. The the receiver core is so much better. It's uh it's just a much better situation. And it's the same coach. Like, even if even if Dable does fi- figure out how to unlock Daniel Jones potential. Is it going to be day one? I mean, look at how long it took him to figure out how to make Josh Allen good. If, if really that was the case, you know, all right, let's get to some betting action here. couple prop bets for Jalen hurts. I'll go with you, uh, Justin, first to start off. What would you rather have Jalen hurts? Most passing yards in the NFL at 35 to one or Jalen hurts offensive player of the year at 40 to one. I mean, this one seems, what am I missing here? Like most passing yards at 35 to one, that seems crazy low. Like I would have to get like 70 to one, even for me as an insane Homer to take this offensive player of the year, MVP at 40 to one. I, that's such a better bet in my mind of these long shots, which do you like better, Justin? Yeah, I was I was wondering why you put these two together because I was like, man, it it just seems kind of obvious to me to take offensive player of the year at 40 to 1. I mean, considering that, you know, Jalen gets a decent amount of yards with his legs. So even if he has a year where he could win offensive player of the year, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to have the most passing yards. And we've just talked about his arm yeah. limitations. So I would immediately remove, remove that. Uh, it doesn't really matter how much they're offering. unless it's something crazy, but a 35 to one, I'm not touching it. Um, I would definitely take offensive player of the year here over most passing yards. Cause you know, he, with the talent he has around him, he could get it with, you know, touchdowns. They don't have to be bombs by any means. He can also get it with his legs as well. Um, I mean, what did he have last season? He had 26 touchdowns. Yeah. I think it was what 10 with his legs, 16 with his arm. I could be mixing that up, but yeah, I mean, I would say offensive player of the year, no doubt when you're looking at those two. Taking a quick break to talk about athletic greens. You know, when I say I bleed green, I'm not only talking about my love for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm also talking about my love of athletic grains and their AG one supplement. That's right. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to get your day started, right? Cheaper than uh, your daily cold brew habit and much better for you. Athletic greens is over 7,000 five star reviews. Taste delicious easy to make, uh, very easy to travel with, highly recommend it. Again, you may not be the healthiest person, but you start taking the AG1 to get your day going and you just feel better. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you're going to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Get your body right and you got to get your internet security right as well. And I'm talking about IP vanish. You want people getting your browsing history, your passwords, your personal data. Of course not. 
uh, IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN. And uh, again, love it. Use it all the time. Great when you're traveling on some sketchy Wi-Fi. Just flip that thing on. You know you're safe, secure. Never leave home without IP Vanish. They got a 30-day money-back guarantee. And if you go to our co- uh, our URL here, 70% off the yearly plan. This is insane. IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I just put it on here because I thought it was interesting how close the price is. Yeah. For me, if he has the most passing yards, he most certainly also is offensive player of the year, but not necessarily vice versa, right? Like, to your point, you could easily, or not easily, but to me, the expected outcome of offensive player of the year is much more likely than most passing yards. I mean, Rob, are we missing anything here? Like, why are these two bets priced somewhat similar? No, I mean, I I think you hit it exactly. I mean, I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see the scenario where that happens. I mean, look, candidly, I think obviously both of these are huge long shots. I don't see either of them happening, but. Well, Rob, you know, relax. Well, Sean, I, I'm sure you do, but um, come on, rare you know. breed, untamed. Sean already put his money on both of these. That's why he's wondering if they're decent bets. <laughs> he's come looking on. for validation. Yeah, which one of these is better? Yeah, I, no, I think the offensive player of the year. I think that can take into account his you know whole body of work, which is going to include the running and and all that. You know, the passing yards. Look, I don't think pure passing is ever going to be his strong suit as a QB. Um, it may end up being fine. It may be good enough to win, but it's not going to be what he's known for. Yeah, uh, 100%. A.J. Brown, there's already a couple of A.J. Brown prop bets out there. Starting with his receiving touchdowns, the line is set at six and a half. Over is minus 135. Under six and a half is plus 100. For reference, A.J. Brown first year, eight touchdowns. 11 touchdowns in 2020 dipped down to five touchdowns in 2021. Rob, I'll let you go first here. What are you doing over under AJ Brown receiving touchdowns? Yeah, I'm, I'm going over. Um, You know, I think he could become a favorite target. They're good friends. Um, You know, he's a big physical receiver. Um, So I'm going the over. I think, you know, you don't trade for him and not, want to get him involved in the offense. I think they're going to go out of the, their way to get him touches. Justin, any, any case for the under here? No, I think over, I mean, I know maybe somebody's saying under potentially because we have the weapons we do with Smith Goddard and whatnot. But I think as Rob pointed out, I think he's going to be a target, especially in the red zone. You know, Devontae's a little smaller. So if you're close to that goal line and you're passing, I, I think he's a guy that you would look to to get the ball, him and Goddard potentially. And I, I don't think seven, eight, even nine touchdowns this season would be a stretch if we have everything going on all cylinders. Let's go. All right. There's certainly value there at under six and a half plus 100. And it's not that I don't think he could have a, like, I think he could have a really good year and only get six receiving touchdowns. I'm just a little worried because, you know, and, and I think it'll be interesting to, to do this, uh, you know, maybe on a future episode, but break down who the top five uh, receptions are going to be in this offense. Cause I think like spreading the ball is going to be a real issue, right? Like AJ Brown, obviously going to be your lead receiver, but then Devonta Smith, Again, like Devonta Smith, I thought had a really good year last year, and he only had five receiving touchdowns. So now you bring in AJ Brown. I don't know. I I think six. I, I'm going to go under here just to be contrarian. But 
Um, I will take the over on his yards. His yards are set at a thousand nine and a half, pretty even on the juice both ways. As far as yardage, a thousand fifty one, thousand seventy five, and then eight sixty nine last year. He did miss four games last year, so that's probably why he he wouldn't crush the over there. But I'll, I'll go over on the yardage, under on the touchdowns, more so just because. I could see Goddard getting some red zone looks. I could even see like a guy like Zach Pascal uh, getting some red zone looks. They like to use Kenny Gainwell near the red zone. Like there's just so many mouths to feed. Rob, where, where are you at with the yardage? Um, I'm over. You know, I think the one thing you have to factor in with these yards is you always think a thousand yards. Will they be over under? But there is an extra game now, so that you do get the benefit of seventeen games in the season, which makes those stats a little easier. Well, we we could be we could be resting our starters last couple of weeks. Well, yeah, you're right. With I the mean, one, number one seed right. locked up. Sean has them resting at, at you know week twelve the rest of the season. I did but, um, accurately predict they were going to rest their starters uh, against uh, the Cowboys in week seventeen. I did have that. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, assuming there's 17 games, I'm going to have him over. Um, you know, and one of the things I factor in is, like you said, he had over a thousand every year, except last year when he was injured. Um, and, the, you know, it's not like the Titans were, a, you know, highly potent passing offense. I mean, their whole offense centers around the run and Henry. So, um, if he was able to get a thousand yards in their offense, I, I think he could probably do it in our offense with Sirianni, who I think wants to at least conceptually wants to throw more than the Titans do. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, Justin, what about you? What do you got for uh, over under in yards? I'm going to say under um, first, before I get to that, I just want to point out that you, you put it out Pasquale is going to be a mouth to feed. I, I hope we're not trying to force him passes throughout this season. He's one of the guys. Yeah, he's but, one of hey. Siri, Sirianni's guys. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if he when, gets a couple touches, I'm, I'll be happy for him. But I don't he know. Does, he does get red zone looks. Zach Pascal gets red zone looks. He has uh, 10 career – or no, sorry. You're right. You're right. Career touchdowns. I agree. I you you are correct there, but I, I think uh, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm going to take the under here. First and foremost, because Devontae didn't even get a thousand yards in our offense last season. Yeah. So I think you know you bring in AJ. You got to get the ball to Devonta still. Um, you got AJ in the mix as well. Uh, I also think that you know we do have Hurts and he, we need his legs. I think as well as a decent running game in order to be successful overall. Now that doesn't mean we need to run it as heavily as we did last season, but I think you still need to keep that in the mix. Um, And as we pointed out in the past last season, I mean, Hertz doesn't have the biggest deep ball. So the best deep ball. So I don't know if AJ is going to get those huge chunk yards. I think he's going to get a decent number of passes, but I don't know if the yards are necessarily going to come along with those passes all the time. So I'm going to, I'm going to argue the under here. Um, I'd be, Really happy, though, if you hit the over. Yeah, I mean, again, I do think they're going to be passing a little bit more. It'll be it, the, the run pass balance is certainly going to be interesting. And kind of getting back to uh, to Rob's point when we were breaking down Hertz, he did rack up a bunch of garbage yards early on in the season in fantasy when we were kind of getting our ass kicked. So um, it'll be interesting to see what that run pass split is, especially if we're a more competitive team, especially early. All right, closing it out, we got a uh, we got tagged on social media. If you give us a follow, Diehard Eagles fifty two on Twitter. All about the birds. Follow them, AAT Birds. 
They threw out a fun Eagles all-time hypothetical. Basically, if you could reverse one of these situations, which one would it be? Dick Vermeil doesn't retire. Fog Bowl game is delayed. Chris Carter finds himself in Philly. Randall doesn't get hurt in 1991. Reggie White stays in Philadelphia. McNabb not hurt in 2003. T.O. healthy in 2004. Carson Wentz healthy in 2017. Or Alshon catches it in 2018. Uh, Justin, we'll let you start. What is uh, What's your favorite one here? I, you know, I said Alshon catch against the Saints. Really? Yeah, wow. I, I I think because that takes us to the Super Bowl that season. I think if we if he could catch that, we could go down and at least I think we're definitely in field goal range there to tie the game. Um, I, there's still enough time because it's at the two minute warning, right? When he throws that, I still don't understand why we we didn't just wait for the two minute warning at that point. Yeah. We rushed the play, went through his hands, but I, we're in field goal range at that point if he catches it, uh, and at the very least. We go down the field and win the game. And I mean, I think we can go on and with Foles once again, have him carry us and potentially win the Super Bowl. I mean, we're only, we're so close to it at that point. I, I think that that's the one I would go with. Would the other ones be more exciting for, you know, a continuous season potentially? But I, I just like what we have going there. I mean, we're a team of destiny if we win that game once again. Who's going to beat Foles after that? After those two seasons? I had you know my Foles going yeah no again when you first said that i thought that was a horrific answer but <laughs> you made a case for it when you pointed out how close we had uh gotten already and the momentum of us of him catching it and and what that would mean and and everything else rob i'm interested to hear what, where you go with this one um yeah, this is this was tough. I gave this a little thought. Um, I, I was not with Justin on that. Uh, the Alshon catch. I don't think we were winning the Super Bowl that year. Um, you know, the healthy Wentz in seventeen. I don't think that oh, does anything on. for us because we won the Super us. Bowl anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why would we change anything about twenty seventeen? So, you know, the healthy To in 04, I was trying to remember. I should have looked this up beforehand. Is that the year we went to the? This, that he came back and played anyway, or yeah, that and that's why I, I mean, that one's yeah. certainly interesting, but again, you look at his game log, uh, he had a good game, um, yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know, um, I don't know what more you would want from him. Like, in a weird way, I, I think, I think it was almost better that he was hurt, like, he just he played out of his mind. Uh, I'm pulling it up here, but like. I don't think you could ask for anything more than, than what he gave you as a receiver. So to me, it would feel like a, a bit of a waste. Give me one more second to pull this up. But yeah, he had uh, nine catches, 122 yards uh, on 14 targets. Like I, I, him being healthy, I don't think swings the needle uh, in that game. I mean, we did lose by three, but you watch that game more. So it was about them stealing all our plays. So uh, I would say that would be the hypothetical there, but where, where, where'd you go, Rob? Yeah, I guess I'll go. I guess I'm going to go the 91 Randall doesn't yeah. get hurt. I mean, week one got hurt. Um, I was looking, uh, I looked it up. 
just to see what the record was. Cause honestly, I didn't remember. And they still finished 10 and six without Randall. They didn't make the playoffs, but you know, you have to believe with him, they could pick up a couple games. I think they did have the uh, one of, if not the top ranked defense that year, which presumably, you know, which, which carried them in the absence of Randall. But um, you know, I, I think that's one where it would have been interesting to see what happened. Yeah. I mean, that was my first, um, that was my first instinct. Randall doesn't get hurt in 91 because they had a historically good defense. And to your point, like Jim McMahon, I mean, he was fine and he still got them to 10 and six. And if you actually like walk through some of those scores, like they were just doing nothing on offense. But then the more I thought about it, it's like Reggie White staying as a Philadelphia Eagle. That to me is just, that's the one after thinking about it for more, I, I went with because one, I wouldn't have broke down crying as a child. I wouldn't have had to write him a letter saying uh, you shouldn't go to green Bay and that you should pray more. Cause God actually wants you to stay in Philadelphia. But of course God was right. Won a super bowl in green Bay. But I mean, if we just had Reggie for a longer period of time, keeps that defense going. Like there were some okay years after that, but if you just have Reggie white, like, Man, it would just be awesome because even now, like we talk about it, I have the Reggie White jersey and you know, people sometimes think of him. I, I know Justin may have been one of them who's like, oh, he's more of a Packer than an Eagle because he won the Super Bowl <laughs> with the Packers. So Reggie White staying, I, I think, is the answer. It's fair. I like it. It's a good one, Sean. Thank you. Figure, yeah, come on, Reggie White. Although, yeah, again, Immediately, I thought you were dead wrong about Alshon. But to your point, like the fact that we got that far in 2018, who knows? Like Reggie played, Reggie and Randall were together on the same team for a while and they never, you know, got a playoff win under Buddy Ryan. I would have think in 91 would have been the year or if, you know, to, to that, to my vote, if Reggie stays there, I, I think maybe they get it done. I mean, back-to-back Super Bowls, Sean, I mean, that, that'd be amazing. Right. Oh my God. You're right. 2018. And, and, uh, being able, <laughs> and then we wouldn't have had to deal with any of the Wentz drama. They would have shipped him off. Got a, got an even better package than what we got. Do would you have, stick with Foles after the second Super Bowl? Oh, I think you have to, <laughs> yeah, you have to Rob's boy. Like, come on. No, I was Absolutely. It would have been. Yeah. I mean, second statue for Howie's <laughs> personal safety. You would have to, uh, you would have to, but I mean, do you just, <laughs> and they were close too, because if you remember that the rest of that uh, season one, I think we could have went in and beat LA in LA. Once again, I would have gone to that game as well. And you remember that the Rams got past the saints with that, like bullshit. Yeah. No call. And then they played and they put up uh what three points against the Patriots. Patriots only put up 13 points. Like, I think of the Patriots Brady Super Bowl that that team in 2018 was probably the worst team, right? Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, and think about the mind games on Brady and just the Patriots if if Big Nick Dick Nick has to face up against them, you know, no, 2018 in their head, and oh. and clearly just once again with like nothing to lose. So yeah, it'd be great. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Good times. Give us a follow on Twitter at Diehard Eagles 52. Got some Eagle practices uh, coming up. We'll be breaking those down. Plus, I do want to get your guys' thoughts on like who 
the order of the uh, receivers as far as like who is going to have that many catches. I mean, the first two seem pretty obvious. Or does Goddard get in there? Uh, where is Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, the, the running backs? A lot to break down in the offseason. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. And for the Die Hard Eagles podcast, I'm Sean, second the Money Green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds.